Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Welcome to another episode of the Half Hour Fantasy Podcast. I'm your host, Peter, joined this week by a special guest, Eskimo. How are you? I'm doing very well. It's good to be back on here. Um, yeah, thanks for inviting me. No problem. If you're in the Scottish fantasy land, you're on an international break, so there is no football to talk about. But any of old listeners will know, last season we had Eskimo on just about this time as well, before the Norwegian season starts. So, last season... Well, we'll get to Hesco talking about it, but last season I took it kind of semi-seriously. What I would say to people who maybe like fantasy stuff is it's on through the summer, so if you can you get keeps your fingers kind of wet, keeps the, the fantasy blood flowing when the Scottish English game, if that's what you play, stop. So I'll start with you, Hesco, and we'll start with the Scottish game first. So how are you going on this season, second season? Is it is it dragging you in as much as last season was, or are you kind of falling away from it? Um, I've fallen away a little bit. I think your word semi-seriously that you just said for the Norwegian probably is where I'm at with the Scottish game. Um, I don't do research in the week. Um, I come on game day and I have a look at who's got a bright red flag and then look at transferring them for someone who's got a good fixture. So I'm playing on that kind of level. I've missed maybe two or three deadlines out of the last six which when that happens, it just kind of knocks the uh, the momentum a bit. And um, particularly missing um, a few holes from that Celtic striker who has been completely destroying my rank. The, what is Jack it? That's the one, yeah. And, uh, I didn't even want to attempt the name, but um, <laughs> I've missed all his points recently. So uh, I, I was doing okay for a while. I was in the top 100 for a bit, but not anymore. I'm feeling down. Two or three hundred or something now. I was just asking, what is your current rank with two or three hundred? You're still yeah. pretty decent for the game, I suppose. Yeah. How are you finding the, the new bonus point system and the way that it forks out this year compared to last year? I, I like it this year. I, I, I like the fact, um, yeah, just having certain things that you know that if you tick these boxes, you're getting bonus points. It's a great feature in any fantasy game because it's quite predictable. You can mm-hmm. look at trends and pick out players knowing what they're going to get. So, yeah, I, I like it. I think it's a, a good bonus. Yeah, I think we all do in the pod as well. Last year, about this time, it was a lot very templated team, and I think a lot of people dropped off because there was no gains to be made. Yeah, you were you were taking punts on players, but you maybe raising five, ten positions tops. Whereas this time now, you can be a bit quite punty, and you can be lucky with bonus points and vice captains. So it could work out quite well. Yeah. Have you had any favourite players you've won this year in this in the game? Um. Yeah, I mean, I, I got quite early on the um, 
the midfield double up for Ross. Um, so oh, Charles Cook and uh, Those two, yeah. So I, I got Humbo in when he hadn't really done anything. He'd just arrived. I just needed a, a cheap midfielder and brought him in. He's been great, just kind of ticking away all season. And yeah, having the two of them together has been really nice for me. So um, yeah, I, I like it in fantasy when you can pick those players up from not so glamorous teams, perhaps, but who, who can really do good. Um, so yeah, they, they'd be a couple of my favourites. Um, yeah, I'm trying to think who else. Um, yeah, I, I've dotted around quite a lot with the um, the old firm guys. Um, Tav's probably the only one who's just been been in there all season. Mr. Um, label. Yeah, exactly. Um, so yeah, I, I guess it's those two really are, are the ones. Good. Yep, Charles Cook. I think I got him quite early as well. He's one of the players. I think. Do you use a use a bench trick in the Scottish game? I do. Yeah. Um, yeah, it just seems an easy way to play it, doesn't yeah, it? Yeah, I mean, so, uh, Charles Cook's just the, the perfect player have for the bench trick. He's sitting there as your sub, just wait. If he, if he goes nuts one game, he comes on. It's, it's great. Yeah. Right. Anyway, enough of the Scottish game. We're going <laughs> to the real. Why, why we're really here? So elite series. So pretty much like you just said yourself. I've been kind of playing this semi-series. I mean, you, I, what, I, what I was doing last year was I was setting my alarm on my phone for my deadline because <laughs> there's a lack of lack of highlights. So it's basically yeah. I follow quite a few. Elite season accounts, yourself included, obviously. I just look and see what the people are saying, what the teams are going to put up, where's the trend. Then I look at my team and go, what flags and what files are going to put out? Yeah. And just try my best to kind of keep. So I finished last year rank 8.1k. I don't know how many players was all in. Many of us are all in. Uh, I think there's 30k or something like that playing. Right. So ideally this year, I'd like to maybe half that again. Uh, yep. Possibly could. Who would you finish last year in the game? Um, I finished, it was one. Eight, six, I think it was somewhere around that, just inside the top two hundred. Is that your highest finish? No, no, it's my worst finish. Um, oh, I played three years. Um, first two, I hit the top hundred in both, and I was I was on course to do it again. And then, um, and a key player, Lenny Olsen, uh, he got a hat trick, and everyone had captained him, and I not got him in for that week, and that just took me out of the top hundred. Um, that was about three weeks from the end. Um, so I was a little disappointed, um, not because the rank was not good. I would have totally taken it at the start of the season, but just because I got so near to that 100 again and then last minute just missed it. So what seems this year, top 100 again? Um, I mean, yeah, I'd be absolutely delighted if I could get top 100 again. Um, part of me is saying I'd like to get my, my personal best. Um, so that the highest I've got is 64th. So if I, if I can beat that, that's probably my my number one target. But um, yeah, top 100 would be... Uh, I'd snatch your hand off at it now. Well, that's going to be able to try to be your, pe- your best for the season before overall. Right, I will let you take it away. You can introduce introduce to the game. We're all laymen here, right? People just this first time. You introduce the game and what's it all about? Um, yeah, so it's a fantasy football game. Um, I got into it three years ago. Um, and basically what happened is I'd been playing FPL. Um, got quite into it. Uh, at the time, I had a Twitter account focused on FPL and um, saw some people talking about this other fantasy game that would play over the summer as you said um, I thought well I'll, I'll give that a go uh, I, I enjoy it and uh, always missed it when the summer break was on uh, so I signed up to do it and one of the things immediately that I really liked about it was how similar it is to FPL because it's made by exactly the same people uh, so the, the whole interface on the website is the same uh, all of the scoring system is exactly the same. Um, the only difference is on bonus points. It's not as sophisticated. It's just um, the commentators will just pick who they thought were the best three players. 
but in general it's it's exactly the same and so the familiarity of it was pretty helpful because some yeah it's a new league yeah there's a, a bit to learn there but I wasn't having to learn a new game at the same time um, and then the other thing that really appealed to me about it was that um, a lot of people who played FPL also played it so the same kind of conversations and interactions that I'd be having with FPL accounts would also be talking Elitserian and so there's community and that makes all the difference when you've got other people to play alongside um, so yeah I got into it then and I'd recommend it if you're a fantasy football player who wants a game to play over the summer definitely recommend giving it a go get involved with the community and see how it goes it's not as daunting learning a new league as it actually seems you know it doesn't take long the first few weeks there might be like all sorts of players doing stuff that you're not familiar with but you quite quickly learn who are the key names for fantasy like you you narrow down all these big squad lists to um, probably a pool of 30 or 40 players that everyone's picking from that you quite quickly become familiar with Um, yeah it's it's been really nice to see um, players that I've known from Elite Syrian then get moved to bigger leagues and start doing stuff and um, and actually the teams as well, like particularly this year, seeing um, Budaglimt having a run in Europe. Um, uh, they Ro- <laughs> well, yeah, yeah, they did the Celtic. But uh, I mean, smashing Roma 6-1, like Mourinho's Roma, that was uh, something else. But um, it it's just gives a, a new way to enjoy football. And um, yeah, uh, so I, I, I've enjoyed playing it. It was quite weird during the, the Celtic games that I was watching the game, both games, and I'm noticing these players and they've done you more than the names I thought I'd known. And like yeah. to give like, the, the kind of point of view up here, people were kind of like that. Who's this team? This team can't be that good. And I'm going, I, know, I know they're good. I know they're a good <laughs> yeah. team. I've, I've seen them. I know how they work. I know how they, they play in Europe as well. I know they're a good team. And then when you get beat, I wasn't surprised. And people were like, yeah. oh, that's terrible. I'm like, it's not really that. It's a really good team. You just, you don't, you don't fall. And they're not a big, people just thinking, uh, oh, especially the Scottish people, I suppose, just think Norway, Rosenberg. It just brings to mind yeah. for the years and years of Champions League football, whereas yeah. they're up and coming team. They're not the name of the 90s coming up yet. It's just going to take time. Yeah. But I found yeah. that quite, I found that quite funny as that happened. Well, as far as I could find it, after my team getting popped out of Europe often. <laughs> so, yeah. I was going to ask you next. We'll go to questions on Twitter first, and then we'll go through yep. the stuff I've wrote down, right? So yep. you can cover as much as you can. So Billy Hadaway has a question, two questions. One was for the Scottish game, but we'll cover that later, Billy, because it's not a Scottish podcast. So question for Hesseville, does it look to be an optimal ESN chip strategy this year? Oh, that is a hard question, because um, l- let me explain the situation that's going on with blanks and doubles, and then maybe loop back and talk about chip strategy um so what's going on with blanks and doubles is that nobody has a clue what's going on with blanks and doubles this year um they built into the rules of the league that the teams that have qualified for europe are allowed to request two postponements from fixtures in july and they've freed up a couple of midweeks in game week four and game week five that those cancelled games could then land in um, and there's a deadline that I think is maybe the day before the deadline for the game to open for the clubs that are qualifying for Europe to decide if they want to take up this opportunity to move some games now we've got a couple of problems here so problem number one is for Budaglimt 
the dates that they've freed up to play the games, they clash with this year's Europa Conference League semi-final dates and Plymouth are still in it. So they, they've got a quarter-final against Roma that won't be decided until after they've got to decide if they want to move games and they might not have the dates to move them on to. So that will not get resolved before game week one. Um, the other thing that uh, is complicated is because of COVID last year, they postponed the cup. So the cup final from last season hasn't happened yet. So therefore, we don't even know who the fourth team getting into Europe will be. Um, now, if Strom's good set win the cup, they will get in Europe alongside Budaglimt, Mulder and Viking. But if anyone else wins the cup, the, the other semi-finalists are already in Europe, the three teams I just mentioned, then Lillestrom get in. And again, that won't be decided until the end of April. So again, we don't know who the fourth team is. So we don't know if they'd want fixtures move. Um, so it's just a bit of a mess, really. Like we, we may not even get this information before the game launches. But what we do know is that certainly Mulder and Viking might be able to move a game or two earlier into the season, into game weeks four and five. Um, and then there's also a possibility of moving a game, I think it's in August, into game week 20. Um, so I, for a while, was looking at, I, I wonder if I can pull off um, attack, attack. So the, the three chips that we've got, they're different to FPL. So one of them's attack, attack, where basically all three of your strikers are, are captain for a week. Um, now, that's a really awkward, difficult chip to use normally, to find a week that there's three good strikers because there's quite a small pool of good strikers. And if you want them on doubles and then you've got to build to it and come off it, it's just a difficult chip to use. Another chip is two captains, which does what it says on the tin. You get double points for two players. And then the other one is rich uncle, which is a little bit like a free hit, except no budget constraint. I hate that one last year. It's, it's nice, isn't it? Um, mm-hmm. Although I think when I used it, it was a week that all the big teams didn't have a game and I only spent about 90 million. But, um, so they're the chips. So I, I did wonder, is there a way to do the attack attack? If, um, if we get doubles for like Viking and Lillestrom and um, Budaglin, then maybe I, I've concluded that there's a bit too much uncertainty around it. And if you build a team for it, there's a good chance it doesn't quite happen and doesn't come off and you, you've missed other opportunities. So I think on chip strategy, what I would say is just be aware that some stuff might come up in game week four and five. Um, get a decent amount of um, Viking players in, in particular, because they're the one who are most likely, I think, to take up the the double-double and to have two games moved. So Barisha, I think, is pretty much a, a must-pick, in my opinion. Great captain for their doubles. Uh, and then just have a scattering of Mulder and... Budaglimt and Lillestrom, but you're probably picking players from those teams anyway because they're the best teams. And then just be ready when it lands to see, right, this is what we've got before us. Yeah, maybe I can make an attack attack work or, um, yeah, maybe I'll use the two captains. Um, uh, Rich Uncle, I don't really like it when it's the good teams on because um, you've got loads of their players anyway. So I tend tend to use that when more awkward weeks happen as a way of um, basically getting myself a free hit. Yeah. Okay. yeah. So basically, I think just keep your eye on the ball on Twitter, follow what's happening game week wise, and then you can take yeah. it over there. Right. Good. I, so, I, I think so. Yeah. Okay. We'll answer yeah. the question, Billy. Right. Next up will be from Melvino, 968. 
Hairdrummers at Viking, we've just covered this. <laughs> Hairdrummers <laughs> at Viking might double in game week four. Is that true? If so, other clubs might double. So, I think you much covered that, NL Stad? Is that pretty much uh, the same question? Yeah, pretty much. I mean, I guess the other thing on who else will double is, of course, if these teams ask for a fixture to be moved, then they're not the only teams that gain the fixture. Then whoever they were meant to be playing could gain a fixture as well. We, we just don't know who that is. So there'll probably be two or three random teams popping up with a double as well. And I guess you should look for the draw, whether we've got their players or not. Right. And the last question, I'm going to, I'm going to ask it, but I want you to keep it until later on, because it's kind of similar to the question I've got, yeah. so we'll do it at the same time. It is from... Okay. FPL Trini, yeah. in your opinion, which is the top four players in each position? So you've got that in your head, and we'll cut that yeah. when we get to that. Right, so we're going to go into the, the more of the details of the teams now, and you're, this is when we ask you to because I'm writing down notes here as you go along. So I've done this last team as well. <laughs> I had a list of players and I worked way around that. So heavy hitters, right? What, yeah. uh, who are the favourites for the title, Europe is, European position? So who's the team you should be targeting? Who's the, the team you should have players of their squad in your team? Yep. Yeah. All right. Um, Bode Glimt are the best team in Norway. Um, they are. Um, they're still in Europe, so they might be a little bit distracted. They've got the big game against Roma coming up. Um, so they're not normally a team that rotates a lot. So th- there's a decent chance they just like plough on with the strongest team. But I wonder if we might get like early subs and just protect the minutes a bit. But I think if you don't have Bode Glimt players, then you're perhaps asking for a bit of a kicking from everyone who does. Um, main players to focus on there. Um, so, well, what th- their most owned premium is Solbakken. And I've just heard today that he's got a bit of a knock. So might be a doubt. And uh, I think he's probably one not to consider. Uh, Pellegrino is great. He's on penalties. Um, very sound pick. Saltness as well. Um, I remember him. <laughs> yeah. Like that, those two really, uh, if you want a premium. Um They've got a premium striker, Espiord, but there's rumours that um, the guy they had last season, Botheim, he got a transfer into the Russian league. And then with everything that's kicked off with Russia, um, but, like FIFA basically said contracts can be invalidated. He's back in Norway and there's a decent chance he'll sign back with Budaglim. Not happened yet, but it would put me off Espiord and him because they'd be fighting for the spot. Um, Vettelson is my tip, right? They've got a... A midfielder, 8.5 million. Uh, he broke into the team at the back end of last season and he was returning at the same rate as these big hitters like your Saltness, like your Pellegrinos. But because he broke into the team slightly more recently, he's not had that premium price tag put on him. Mm-hmm. I think he has nailed down the place. There's still a bit of competition, so he might lose some minutes. I think he's way underpriced. So that'd be my, my hot tip at Budaglimt is Vettelson, 8.5 million midfielder. In other teams? Yeah. Um, yeah, so Mulder and Viking um, both look great. Um, Mulder are one where, a little bit like Man City in the English setup, they've got a lot of players and a lot of rotation going on. So you know you want some of them, but getting the right one on the right week is not the easiest thing to do. Um, but I think it's worth having a dip in there somewhere and take you put I like the wing backs so um Horgan and Linners are both high on my radar uh for them could you, you see the names again please like yeah. Horgan okay. um although there's tons of Horgans in the game that's like oh, the, the old, okay. <laughs> um well they've got a Horgan and a Hagen that are both defenders so just differ by one letter but this is the expensive one we're talking about um and then the other one is Linners um so I, I like both of them picks um 
Then further forward, Bryn Hilton and Ullen Anderson could be a good one. He's um, he's done well in the friendlies. Um, I think his minutes may be a bit more under threat than some, but his price is a bit lower as well. So it might be one worth having a cheeky punt on there if, you, if you're interested in that. And then Viking um, are looking great. Barisha, I think he's the... Um, the favourite to be the top scorer in the league, um, probably a bit too too good for the club. And he, he's agitating for a move and likely will get one in the summer. So we've probably got 10, 15 game weeks of him before he goes. I'd, I'd make the most of that and jump on it. And um, yeah, I think Viking have some nicely priced assets as well throughout the squad. Okay. Yeah, son, you are you you know, the last time we spoke as well as the players you'll pick at the start of the season, the squad will dramatically change because of summer transfer yeah. window. So you yes. need to go on the ball because you especially how like you said last time, the budget you start with, you'll not use it all roughly by the end of the you, your time where you yeah. can't get away with it. Yeah, so so the way I found it works is so the Norwegian league is a selling league and the standard is a lot lower than the English Premier. It's quite a bit lower than the Scottish Premier as well in terms of just the, the general quality throughout the league. And so anyone who does well, they're looking at trying to get a move to a bigger league. That's where the money is for them. Um, so what you'll find is you'll have players who they know are good at the start of the season, get a high price tag. It's hard to put your starting squad together. But then a whole load of their, those players in the summer when other leagues are shopping in their pre-season they'll mm-hmm. often come looking snap up all these premium assets and then the norwegian clubs they've got like a a, a whole host of talented young players coming through underneath them who because they've never had a game before they're a price cheap in the game and all of a sudden you've got these 4.5 million starting stars and yeah you find sometimes you're not even spending all your money just because you've got all the players you want and You've, you've not spent it by the end. So um, that, that's the irony of the rich uncle chip. And like in a league where you don't spend all your budget later in the season, you've got this chip allowing you even more money. Okay, okay. Uh, I noticed you didn't mention Rosenberg. I take it, are they not in the top kind of three teams anymore? Are they just kind of middling? Yeah, they, they've been on the decline. Um, I think there's a real parallel between... Rosenborg in Norway and Manchester United in England. In in terms of the size of the club, the expectations are they should be the top team. They should be the the club who you'd expect to dominate. But they've just been on the wane. They um, they've not been challenging as serious title challengers for a long time. Uh, I say a long time, I'm talking three or four years uh, in Rosenborg's case. But you know that any given season the right investment, the right two or three players, it could just snap back into place and they, they could be right up there. Looking at the squad they've got this year, I don't I don't think they're on the level of the three that I mentioned. They're in the next group, so fourth to sixth or something like that. They finished fifth last year. Their fans would have been devastated to finish so low, miss out on qualifying for Europe. But the squad they've got is, they, they finished right for the players they've got. It wasn't... A, um, underperformance in that respect. Um, And in fantasy, their players are priced as though they are one of the top teams. Right, so, okay. So, for the right fixture run, you might pick one or two up, but in terms of where the value is, they're probably not the team that that really offers the the good value for money. Yeah, I was thinking that. 
Right, next up, promoted teams in. How, who teams are up? And do you like to look at any of them? Are there any worth um, investing yeah. in? Uh, my knowledge here isn't that high this year. There's three teams that have come up. So one of them's Arlesund. They were up a couple of years ago, um, and they were absolutely terrible. Um, they went for this like gung-ho attacking style. Didn't work at all, conceded a lot of goals. I think they averaged more than three goals a game conceded over the season. And so you just captained whoever was playing against them that year. Um, <laughs> but they're, they're not that team anymore. They've got a new manager in who's got a different philosophy, uh, much more defensively minded. Um, so the, there's one player on their team who I've seen knocking around in uh, some people's drafts, which is um, another Horgan, who, who's a striker for them, um, who just got a hat-trick against Mulder in a pre-season game. Um, uh, and could be a good option. Um, I've not got him in my draft at the moment. Not not ruled him out completely, but um, he's the only one there that I'd look at. Um, then the other two teams that have come up haven't been in the top flight for as long as I've been playing before, uh, and that's Hamcam and Jerv. And they're just teams I don't know a lot about. Um, now, they're the only two teams in the game that, have got a 4.5 million starting goalie. So um, I've so gone for one question, of them. Question later on, good to cover it. There we go. Um, so I've, I've gone for the Hamcam one myself, could easily have gone for the Jerv one, almost at random pick which one to go for, just because I wanted to go with that price point. Um, other can than you, that... Can you name the goalkeepers? Um, well, yeah, the one for Hamcam is Hagen. Um, you see a theme developing here. Um <laughs> But this is without a U. Um, I can't name the Jerv one now. Um, yeah. Uh, th- then there's a few attacking players for them. I've seen some other people going with. I'm reluctant just because I don't have the knowledge myself of how good they are. And so it would just be because I've seen them in other people's teams if I took them, which I always feel disappointed if I make a pick on that basis and it doesn't work because mm-hmm. it's not back in my own knowledge. So just take a punt, um, basically. Yeah, yeah, exactly. You just on that before we move on to the next spot. Is there any better uh, highlights features to catch a games this year? That's still the same as last year with highlights on the app. Um, yeah, yeah, highlights on the about three minutes per game they give you. Um, I've not come across anything better. Um, I'm sure there are ways around. and um, Oh, there, there is a... Um, I remember which one. It's one of the gambling websites. I think it might be Bet365. Right. If you've got money in your account, you can watch the games that you could potentially want to bet on. Um, and often the Elixirian ones are on there. No commentary or anything, but um, it's something. Okay. I just I remember last year... It was really hard to watch, and then I, I remember um, I've got the I'm one of the Fire Stick Loyal Brigade where you get all the the channels for maybe not proper oh, legal yeah. means. <laughs> I, I'm, I'll be at one point I actually managed to find a channel that was showing some Norwegian football, but I never mm. get back on a channel. I'm not just been a rebuilt <laughs> system, but yeah, it is what it is. Yeah. Right, so covered through the teams, heavy hitters. So, is there any teams out with the at the top at the bottom you like you look of and you think might do particularly mm. well this season? Oh, uh, yeah. yeah, there's a couple. Um, I like Tromso. Uh, they they came up last year, seemed to consolidate well. I like the squad. They've got a, a young lad called Mickelson. He's one of these who was 4.5 last season uh, and came through. He's had a price hike up to 8 million this year. Um, really is a star guy for them. And I could see him 
getting his big money moved somewhere else in the summer. Um, if they keep him all season, they should do pretty well, I think. Um, who else? Um, yeah, Lillestrom look good. They did well last year. I think they'll be up there again. And um, for fantasy, I think um, Sarpsborg 08 are one that interests me um, because they've had the opposite experience to what I mentioned on Allison. They've got a new manager now who um, is basically like Kevin Keegan, Mark II. Like, uh, he'd rather win 4-3 than 1-0. So you're going to get goals at both ends. But that will mean that their attacking players should be getting us a decent amount of points in fantasy. Um, yeah, so they're some of the ones that, that I would look at. Yeah, cool. So is there any players, so it's like two bits, so is there any players you say must be in your first team? Is there any kind of gems you think guys, maybe not have in the first team, but maybe have on their, their watch list for going forward? Um, well, start, start with the first party. So who's it, if, if you were... Teaching somebody tomorrow, I'm putting under your wing going, right, this is your ball of the team. I need you to put these three players in your team. Name the three players you'd put in your team right now. Oh, well, I'd put Barisha in. He'd be my number one pick. Um, I think he's the best captain option in the game. Um, so that would be one. I think, secondly, I'd go for Horgan, um, the Mulder fullback Horgan, 7.5 million. Um, I think it looks like Mulder is switching from a back four to a back three. And so those wing-backs are going to be pushed on so far forward. Um, I think a lot of the attack will come through them, so I'd want one of them. And third one, I think we'd want some some Budaglint. So let's go with Vettelson, who I mentioned earlier, 8.5 million midfielder. And any James in the game? Maybe maybe, maybe play for teams who are not maybe... Mm. You mentioned so far, but you maybe think we'd do a decent... Like a a Charles Cook, you want to go back to a player who's playing a smaller team and may do well. Yeah, that, that is a harder one because um, the ones who showed anything like that, they've really ramped up the price last season, uh, from last season. Um, so who are we looking at? Um, there's a guy at Christensen um, who, he's probably well known, so you won't call him a gem, but Strand Nielsen, um, if we're talking different teams to the ones I've mentioned already, Um Really like him. Six million defender, but got a lot of goals last season. I think he scored six times last season. So I think he's one who I would suggest. Um, if you're looking for slightly cheaper players, um, you could look at um, Krasniki, 5.5 million at Strums Godset. Um, or you could look at Odd for Jorgensen. Um, or, or there's a guy, um, Sanderfjord, who's got, I think, the best name in the game. Uh, again, 5.5 million midfielder. And he's called um, Franklin Daddy's Boy Mayonechu. Um, so that would be another one maybe worth a look. You know the story behind that one? No. <laughs> I have no idea why he's called Daddy's Boy, but I, I think it's genuinely his actual middle name. Um, like, I, I don't think it's a nickname, but yeah. I will take it. Right, you did mention the 2.5 goalkeepers. So it's another question, because I like to get it when I don't, yeah. when I'm building the team, it's more like the heavy hitters, but I want to get. 4.5 cheaps and then work for that. Yeah, it's not. I don't think until well, you've seen a couple actually, but I don't think it's like the FPL we want to go maybe strong at the back where I can sell James and Trent and stuff like that. But do you have any nailed 4.5 defenders that you can rely on in the team? Yeah, I mean, I'll, I'll mention a couple, but just to to say your first, but I think I am going to go big at the back and Are you? Take, okay. take those attacking fullbacks. So I I think this year they're going to really be um, dominating the points in a way that. Last season they didn't. Um, mm-hmm. 
Mulder and Rosenberg are both changing formation to be more wing-back based. So, um, yeah, in terms of 4.5 millions, I think my number one shout would be a player for Odd uh, called Joseph Bakai, uh, who looks to have taken the left-back slot, um, should get forward a reasonable amount and also have some clean sheets in there. A second one, this is a riskier pick. There's a lot of debate around him, and it's a player called Collie for Christensen, very highly owned. Um, Christensen have three potential players to play at centre-back, but one of them also sometimes plays centre-mid, and some people are suggesting that Collie might not be nailed if um, Hotmark, who's the guy who can play midfield, drops back into defence, then Collie might lose his spot. So he's a little riskier, but as a as a way into quite a good defensive team for 4.5 million, a lot of people are looking there quite interested. Um, or there's the um, the Tromso centre-backs. So you'd look at someone, um, probably Jensen is the one who is safest um, because the other two, Oivan and Gunderson, will be fighting over the same position. Um, I, just just on Tromso as well, just a little tip here. They've got a four million goalie called Thomas. Now their main goalie is injured and probably will miss the first two, maybe three game weeks of the season. I don't think you can get away with Thomas as your only goalie. Uh, I think that's asking for trouble, but you might as well stick him in as that backup 4.0 goalie, mm-hmm. knowing that you'll get two or three games that he's usable as a alternative to whoever else you pick. And if he does well, it's not impossible he keeps the shirt. Good. Look at that one down. That's a good one. Leave that one. Right. Do you have a preferred formation you're going to start with this season or build towards? I know you mentioned like attack, attack, so eventually you'll have to have the future pairs at some point, but yep. what's majority which information you're going to go for? I've not decided yet. Um, I think I'm going to have at least four defenders, uh, maybe five. I I just think there's a lot of value. So the big at the back thing, I'm, yeah, I, I can see six or seven wing backs that interest me. So I'll go for either four or five of them. And then who knows, 4 4 or 4 3 3 are probably the most likely. 5 3 2 might happen. Um, or I might go with something that like rotates between them. So I have like eight or nine solid definite picks and then three or four players fighting for the last couple of spots. Depends on fixtures and such Exactly, yeah, yeah, yeah. Cool, cool. So back to that question we get asked. So I want you to yeah. top four players you recommend in each position. So just forget about budget because it isn't like, yeah. just people will, will pick with the way to pick. So if you didn't even top four goalkeepers to own okay. in the game, who would you pick? Okay, um, well, I would go for cheap goalies in this. Um, you find that the cheap keepers score as much as the more expensive ones. It's not the kind of league that you get teams like ramming clean clean sheets like week after week after week. So your save points, your potential penalty saves are all in play. So I would say the, the Hamcam goalie Hagen would be the first one. And I'd go for the... Um, the goalie for Jerv, which I'm looking his name up because I couldn't remember it earlier. Um, Ovritvite would be the other one, just so you're hitting that price point. Uh, I think after that, you want two more. Well, let's go for Thomas then, the goalie from um, Tromso that I mentioned. And then let's have a look for another one. 
Um, okay, I'm not 100% sure on this shout. So th- there's a chance that he loses his shirt. But if he doesn't, then Christensen from Sarpsborg 08 at 5 million looks potentially slightly underpriced and could be half a million more expensive, I would say. So cool. he'd be my one. Same again now for defenders. Okay, defenders, uh, I've given you a couple of these names already. So, Horgan at Mulder and Strand Nielsen at Christensen. Um, the other two who are um, on my list for now is Patinama from Viking. Um, so, he played 888 minutes last season. And in that time, he got eight attacking returns. So, you're talking an attacking return every 110 minutes. Uh, which for a, for a 5.5 million defender is pretty insane. Uh, that's kind of Trent Alexander-Arnold levels, isn't it? Um, and he's at a top three team. Now, Viking last year, they were rubbish defensively. They conceded a load. I think they'll sort that out this year and keep more clean sheets. So he could be absolute gold. And then my other one I'll give you is Dragsness from Lillestrom. 5.5 million, another attacking wing back. Right. And that takes it into midfield. Yeah, midfield. Um, let's stick with um, Vettelson as well, who I mentioned earlier. Um, I'll give you Linzeth, who is um, Sarpsburg away, potential out-of-position player. Um, plays plays up front quite a lot for them, and 8.5 million. I'll give you Mickelson from Tromso, who I think we talked about a little while ago. And I'll give you a cheaper option as well, and we're back at Viking and they've got a guy called Lockberg who is likely to have one of the number eight roles for them and making some more advanced runs and getting into the box, supporting the attack for 5 million. So if you're looking for a a little enabler in your midfield, he's one who I would recommend. Excellent. And last but not least, the strikers. Yeah. Strikers, a much smaller pool of people to pick from for the striker spots. Um, Barisha, I think, goes without saying for me. Um, definite guy to have. Um, I like Fred Johnson at Lillestrom, 9 million. Um, we saw last season with Lenny Olsen just how powerful a striker for Lillestrom can be. And hopefully Fred Johnson can step up to the mantle. He's the guy who's got the shirt this year. Um, let's go Mullins as well. Another Sarpsborg 08 pick. But if they're going to be so attacking... Uh, to get a couple of slices of their attack isn't a bad thing at all. Eight million uh, could smash that price tag. And we'll go Arlison, I mentioned him earlier, Horgan, 7.5 million striker who has the potential to um, do really well, as he showed with that hat-trick against Mulder. Excellent. I don't have any more questions. Anything else you want to add for the game? Anything I've missed out on? Um, no, I think you've covered everything. Um uh, I just say give it a go. You know, there's plenty of information out there. The kind of guys we've been talking about and Twitter accounts. Like if you if you stick a team together, you can get to know the game as as you play over the first few weeks, and um, you know, stick a wild card in in game week five or six or something like that. Once you know the league a bit better, but yeah, I'd, I'd encourage you to play. Yeah, what I done last year was wasn't the podcast yourself. Wrote a list of names doing like this. And then you just type in like the hashtag and see and you're looking at different teams yeah. and you're looking people had very good ranks the year before, like yourself, <laughs> you're going, right, okay, okay, okay. And then try to tailor it as best you can and then, then go with that. And like you said, it's 
it's something to do over the summer. It's a weekly thing. Okay, you can't watch like you can watch match a day, but you can set your wee alarm clock for yourself. You can do it every week, check, and it'll give you some interesting to do. And you've got your league up again, I noticed, Hesketable League, the League of Hesketable, it's renamed, I, it's called now. I have got a league. Yeah, let me, um, I'll grab the league code if you want. Um, just bear with me here. Yeah, the code is um, 65GDNU. What I do is, I have my, my codes out as well, I'll put it on Twitter. Once I post this podcast, you can tweet underneath it, your either invite, copy, paste thing, or the code. If people can join if they want to join. We had a decent amount last year, I think people joined it, people are interested in it. So it's certainly, like you say, keep you ticking over. So do you have anything else to add before we wrap us up? Hiscable, are we done? Uh, no, I don't think so. Thanks for having me on. It's, it's been great to, to chat and catch up and, and do this again. I think this year, we, we did say it last year, we didn't do it. I think we'll all try to get one in, maybe the half-season point, catch an international break, and we'll try to talk about it then. Yeah. You've not got a podcast to plug anymore, because you've been plugging that last year, but you yeah. can plug in Neil's Twitter account. Uh, yeah, if you, want to, if you want to catch me on Twitter, I'm at heskibo underscore ESN. So uh, come on there and, and say hi, and we can chat about Elite Syrian fantasy. Excellent. Thanks for joining me. Guys, thanks for listening, and we will catch you again down the road. And once again, it's cool. Thanks for sharing your Norwegian thanks for knowledge with us. Right, say goodbye. Bye. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with code PROGRAM 
for a four-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's stamps.com. Code program.